Tormetvas and Cervantes stand looking down at the emaciated body of what was once the Howler. It breathes shallow breaths, hissing breaths, and its sunken eyes exhibit nothing but pure malice. Zori Lendai stands near, watching, waiting, looking for some reaction, some answer from the Howler who resides within Sir Vance's body. The black and red eye on Vance's face is split wide, but Howler is silent. I... This is... I, I don't... No, I don't know what to say, Zori. How long has it been? He turns to his wife. Her head is tilted slightly forward. It has been too long for me to remember. Endless years, but those years can end Tormetvas. Leave this weak human form. He has served his purpose. When she says that, Howler turns away from her. Uh, Vance, do you react to that in any way? Mm, no, not really. You're still just kind of watching, listening? Yeah. He turns his head from her. <sighs> Zori, these years, I have spent these many years trapped. They were... <laughs> Hell, but this human, his name is Sir Vance Altawal, and he, unlike most of his kind, is not without honor. Besides, we have an agreement, do we not, Vance? We do. But, my lord, surely you do not intend to remain in this weakened form. You can return to your body, you will heal. Surely if we could reunite your body and your soul, you would be unstoppable. Howler keeps his back turned to her. He puts a hand on the black poster of the bed. Zori, thank you. I, I need a, a moment. Give me, give me a moment. He walks toward the door. He swings it open again. Wait right here. We, uh, we'll be right back. Stepping through the doorway, he closes it behind him with a latch. And Vance, you feel yourself sort of falling inward. This sensation is familiar. It is one that you've felt once before. You're sort of falling back into this dark place within your own mind. It is the same sort of manifestation, I guess you could say, of your mind that you experienced the moment that you first took the hilt of the Hellburner blade into your hand. But at that point, you just heard a disembodied voice in your mind, a stranger, and that, of course, was Howler. But now you are within your mind, you are in a dark place, but you're not alone, and you're not afraid, and you see standing before you the Howler. And he seems to be sort of 
He doesn't look exactly like the figure you just saw on the bed. He looks like a smoky, shadowy image of that. It's almost as if your sort of vision of him, the image that you would have of him, is now sort of coming to form for the first time. And you see this blurred-out image of the Howler. Well, Vance, it would seem that you and I need to have a conversation. Yes, it seems so. I can't believe that my body survived. I wasn't expecting this either. <laughs> I, uh, you've seen what happens to a devil or an imp when we destroy it with this blade. And you can see that you're both holding in your hands the Hellburner blade. It's large, black, and red. Burned away. Annihilated. Destroyed. How did I... How, how did I, my body survive that? Hmm. Could have something to do with the fact that you made it. Yes, it is as my wife said. We took from my flesh this handle, this grip on the blade. This skin is my skin. This bone is my bone. Perhaps you're right. After all, it didn't destroy my soul, did it? I've often wondered if those kings meant to store my consciousness in this Hellburner blade, or if it was just a fortunate accident, or unfortunate. Knowing that my body survived, I expect it was another side effect. My goodness. Well, Vance, what are we to do with this new information? Hmm. I think it seems only right for you to be in your own body. He looks surprised. I mean... We have been together all this time, and the purpose for... This whole contract was for me to get you into the hells and for you to get me into the hells. We have accomplished that. We have. We even made it to the astral plane. Although I was not there, we did get there. Right. The other contract details included uh, defeating the kinks. And it seems we have a much bigger problem than that. That is certain. It would seem that most of the kings have already been taken care of for me. And don't get me wrong, I don't mourn them. But in its place is a much larger threat, it would seem. Yeah, and based on what happened the last time we met this threat, I'm not certain that we have the power to face it. He lifts the Hellburner blade up, turning it over in front of him, just sort of looking at it. You are probably right. This blade is very powerful. Its ability to destroy is unmatched by anything that I've encountered, at least in the Nine Hells. But... To kill a god, or something akin to a god. I'm not sure if even this could accomplish that. 
We're marching toward the Forsaken Circle with a small, merry band of devils and a couple of stragglers. How do we intend to face something that was strong enough to wipe out the Burning Circle, arguably the most mighty and powerful of all the Nine Hells before now? Hmm. We need an army. An army? As much as I hate to admit it, we're going to need the princeling on our side. Yeah, I suppose he could help. He's different. He's not like that poor excuse of a father. It would seem that the mortal plane has changed him. We can deal with that later. Vance, uh, we had a deal. I promised to help you find your friend. You promised to help me destroy the kings of the hells. I had looked forward to trouncing across the eight reigning kingdoms, slaying kings. But, if there are no hells left, we have to destroy this beast, don't we? If we don't, it would mean there are no hells left. And it could mean there is no Minumi. Bets. I am a force of power. You know that. But I'm not sure that we can destroy it. But we have to try. I think you're right. I think our best chance at defeating the Forsaken is for me to take back my body. He steps forward. Uh, he... he um places the sword on his waist and it, it disappears as it does every time that you do. I will honor our pact, Vance, off to all. I intend to do the same. I will do what I can to help you find your friend. I will not betray you. After all, right now we are still one in spirit, are we not? You can sense the truth in me. I may need some time to heal, to recover, but I may not need much. Zori is quite a talented healer, believe it or not, and I expect she has kept that body alive, but has not kept it at tip-top shape if it was just trying to destroy her and everything else that moved. But if we return my spirit to my body, I think we should not tell the others just yet. That would not be wise. Perhaps you could speak to them first and then, together, we will appeal to their greater senses. I think that would make sense. And also, I think <laughs> once you have your power, they wouldn't have much of a choice anyway. You're not wrong. <laughs> well, Vance. Shall we shake on it? He reaches a black and gray hand towards you. I reach out my hand. You grasp hands, affirming the deal, agreeing to what comes next. As you do, you feel a burning in your other hand that still wields the Hellburner blade. You look down and you notice that is there is sort of a pulse of energy coming down your arm and the moment that it connects with the Hellburner blade it burns over it like 
like fire. You know, imagine like a piece of paper that's burning up mm-hmm. on the edge. But as the fire goes across the sword, it changes. Rather than the obsidian black with the red line on this enormous blade, the sword in your hand turns solid, pure white, like a porcelain. And where that red edge that lines the sharpest points of the sword was there, now it turns a pure blue royal. That's amazing. Wow. That's interesting. He lets go of your hand, and when he does, you are just, you quickly are thrown back out of this dark place. Uh, you stumble back against the wall, and you feel a burning on your face, like a f- like hot, hot, hot burning, like a coal. You reach up to the eye that is uh, cursed, I guess, that has sort of been the, the signal. It was the mark of your pact, and as it burns, you feel and see as something is literally floating out of your eye. It's a black smoke. Mm. It rises up from your head. It flows toward the door, almost like a small cyclone, like a black and gray cyclone, and within you can see streaks of lightning. It moves toward the door. The door is thrown open, and the room just starts to spin with the wind of this smoke and lightning that is twirling around the room as it descends upon the body of Tor Metvas. Quickly, it is just absorbed in through his throat, just gulping down this storm spirit. You stumble into the room, and you see as the wind subsides, Zori stands back, her hands over her mouth, and the form of Howler rolls over, slips his legs off the side of the bed, and turns, looking at you, he grins. The night has passed. Somewhat of a fitful rest, but a rest nonetheless for Saul and Misk. Char slept like Char usually does. Not well. Vance, at some point during the night, you've returned to the den, uh, the area where everyone is resting. The fires that were lit in the hearths have burned low. Uh, It is late in what feels like night, although now that you think about it, you haven't really noticed the passing of a day since you've come into the Nine Hills. You quietly return to the hall. Everyone is sleeping. It is dark. What do you do? I kill everyone in their sleep. Oh, okay. Well, uh, how do you do and that? I real quick. I stab them. Okay. What do you do? Char wakes up. <laughs> I cast Wish, and I wish that they all died. What do you do? You just, you're gonna, you're gonna rest? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna rest. If everyone's asleep, I'm just gonna rest. Uh, Vance goes to rest. Of course, resting is different now for Vance. It is different. Why? What do you do during your rest? Why is resting different? You have sleep apnea? I don't have to sleep. You no longer sleep. You become an elf. (laughs) No, it's a warlock thing. So instead, I will study up on the spells that the Howler recently 
taught me. Okay. So you're spending the night, uh, or what is the equivalent of the night, studying, meditating. Uh, the many A few hours pass, you all get rested. You can all click that long rest button, which I'm sure mm. will be very nice for all of you. Can you do that for me? Yeah, I got you. I've needed to do that for a while. I would love to do that. Yeah, I really needed it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we just, we, we <laughs> get hurt really bad, and then we heal a little bit, and then we get hurt really bad. Dungeon, you know? Yeah. But you guys sort of put in the cheat code in that last episode. Which, what was the cheat code? Cheat code. She gets pretty far ahead in the dungeon. Left, left, right, right, up, down, up, down, BA. Mm-hmm, that was the one. Some time passes, you have all rested, and uh, Vance, you see Saul stirring. Saul, you awake. And what is the first thing on your mind? Saul wakes up. The first thing on Saul's mind would be probably to talk to the howler and wife. Okay. Misk is still sleeping at the moment. Saul's going to stand up, pull a cigar out, light it, mm-hmm. take a big draw. Okay. And walk over towards Sir Vance. Is he sitting down, standing up? Is his eyes open or closed? His eyes are open. Uh, he's standing in the corner. Uh, Saul walks up to him. Sir Vance, I think I'd like to speak to the Howler. What would you like to say to him? Well, now that we have company, I'm curious as to how he or his wife could assist in taking out the Forsaken. Um, well, I believe that we may have an answer for that. But the question is, how are we going to deal with the Forsaken Army. <laughs> well, we would have had an army of our own had the Howler not used his castle to murder them. I wouldn't call that an army. We had a few people here. Is there any army left in the hills? The Quaking, perhaps? Do you know any of the Quaking? <laughs> Minor. No real relations. They're almost hermits. Well... Maybe someone here knows something of them. We could try. Because if we're going to do anything of value, we're going to need a plan and we're going to need an army. I agree with you. I think the plan's fairly simple. If there's an army, use the army as a distraction and we go and kill the heart. If there is no army... We find a way to sneak into the Forsaken Circle ourselves and handle the business. Mm, I don't suspect there's a way of sneaking in, at least that we know of. But I think that what we should do at this moment would be to try to find a way to build an army. You could uh, do me a grand favor and release me from my blood contract. That would certainly help things. <laughs> I actually don't have that ability. You'd have to talk to Char about that. I'm sure that you could talk to Char about that. And then, like, he starts hearing the buzzing with that sword of yours. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could talk to him about it. But he is rather uh, deranged. That's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll talk to him about it and see what I can do. Maybe you should 
try to find a devil around here that knows something about the Quaking Circle. Indeed. I'm curious. How did the astral plane go for you? How did it go? What do you mean? Did you find what you needed? No. I didn't. Hmm. So killing two tieflings isn't so interesting to you anymore? Well, I never had any interest in killing any tieflings necessarily. I didn't know that that was part of the entry fee. I didn't know there was an entry fee. If that makes sense. Fair. Talk to your acquaintance. I'll see what I can about the quaking. Or any army for that matter. Alright. Hey Saul, uh, roll me a perception check. It's only a 13. Okay. You don't notice anything. <laughs> nothing, Great. nothing to point out. I love that feeling. <laughs> don't you love that feeling? Everything is fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. All right. Saul is going to, you know, nod his head at surveillance and head back in the general direction of Misk and Mari with the intention of, I don't know, going through the crowd and finding anybody who has any connections with the quaking. So you know for a fact that there are no devils here from the quaking circle. Right. With the, uh, the the chairs and the bowls, there was no one to uh, to fulfill that role. So there's no one here from the quaking circle. You know that. There was someone from the sinking, but they got dusted in that same puzzle. Mm. So you go toward Marie. You and these devils in this room, none of you have really had a chance to say get to know each other. You know, during this time, the only ones that you know by name are the ones that you already knew. Uh, as well as Gree Darin, who, of course, is a prince of the Whispering Circle. Uh, but you go toward Mari, and at this point, Mari has already awoken. She is sitting up. She is sort of wrapping a few of her wounds from the battle yesterday that look better. Uh, she's used, you can tell, some sort of arcane arts to help with the healing process, although she is not you know, perfectly whole yet as you approach. Misk, are you awake at this point? I mean, if everybody's starting to wake up, she would probably stir, but... People are starting to stir, I would say. Then she would probably wake up. Marie, you look particularly nefarious today. Why, thank you, Satsaurus. Although, I will say the price for this particular look was quite costly, wasn't it? Indeed. So, perhaps there's someone here that has connections. What sort of connections, Sotaris? I'm looking for an army. <laughs> well, you may have noticed that the Burning Circle is a bit... Decimated. Army-less, yes. Indeed. Any of your compatriots here have any links to the Sinking Circle or the Quaking, perhaps? There were one or two from the sinking circle, but it would appear that they are no longer with us, wouldn't it? And it is, as I said before, no quaking devils that I am aware of have left their hidey holes. Do you think we could go and speak to them in their hidey holes? Or are they besieged? Do you have any information on them at all? Well, I, I suppose that they are... Well, I'm not, I'm not sure, honestly... It is possible that we could reach them. 
But they have closed all their doors, of course. They have receded deep within their halls of earth and stone, where they are protected for now from the Forsaken. I can't say if the Forsaken are there or not. They could be. They could be trying to break down their doors as we speak. I don't really know just how far-reaching this is. My darling, you can only tell me what you know. <laughs> the relations between the Burning Circle and the Quaking Circle were on the increase, improving, before all of this. So perhaps, perhaps they would hear me out. I've been there a couple of times, bartering agreements, trying to forge alliances. You know how it is. And after you and the princess were gone, Serastus did depend on some of us to sort of step up, if you will. We need to see if this flying castle can fly us there. Misk, do you think you could check on that for me? How am I going to figure that out? <laughs> Saul smiles. I'll see what I can do. I want to talk to... Greedarin is from where? Whispering? Whispering? Whispering Circle. And Roan is from the Drowning. Yes, indeed. I want to talk to the one from the Whispering. Okay. You find him in the room. Uh, as you're approaching him, Char, what's Char doing? Uh, he is groggily ambling, trying to wake up. <laughs> Is there coffee? Okay. Um, no. Char is asking everybody if there's coffee. No one as of yet. Please, 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 please tell me there's a devil that offers him orange juice. Uh, No one as of yet has has, uh, been able to supply you with coffee. Char is disgruntled. Grumbling. (laughs) He's disgruntled. Muttering under his breath in the mornings, even in hell or hellish. (laughs) <laughs> Vance, what are you doing? Mm, I guess I'm looking for Char. Char is grumbling and stumbling around the room looking for coffee. I pull out a pack of instant coffee. <laughs> ah, your famous <laughs> cafe latte. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> it It's just a little packet. Mm-hmm. And I stir it up in a cup of hot water. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing? I could. And he pulls out a a needle. So like I could just inject. Oh my it. goodness! <laughs> oh, well, here you go. No, Char Char takes it gratefully and drinks it as he's sipping his coffee. <laughs> Does he need to roll to see how caffeinated it is? Or no, just no. Let's just do the conversation instead. <laughs> Natural. Tw- I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a fifteen. Natural one. His heart rate spikes, but he's still terribly tired. Yep. Oh, that's the worst. So, Char. Mm. I was thinking, maybe uh, this blood contract isn't so important anymore. And in fact, I think it may be getting in the way of us standing any chance against this Forsaken. Well... I was thinking something similar, but if I let him loose, he and Miss will kill me. So it's not it's not happening. <laughs> hmm. That that could be a concern because I don't I'm pretty sure they hate you. 
Yeah, uh, I know. They do. I don't know why, but they do. Probably rightfully so. I, would, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> well, you did practically kill one of them. He's fine. <laughs> he is, somehow. Um, well. I hmm. sent Jeffrey to parley a piece. Parley. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, he, I mean, he does have a point. Yeah, he has so, a point. Yeah, Saul would definitely, like, make a deal. I know, I'm, I'm working on it. Vance. What is it? How's it going? Um... It's going alright, I suppose. The Elemental's going to need some assurances, or he's never going to let this happen. What kind of assurances can I offer? You? None. I could perhaps offer some, but I think what would be better is if the Prince and Princess were to offer assurances. So, I have a question yeah. about the nature of Manumi. Uh-huh. So in in typical <laughs> D&D, uh-huh. a devil's word is his bond. Uh-huh. Is that the case in Manumi and would Char know that? A devil's word is his bond. In the typical sort of D&D fashion, right? Yeah, they make they make contracts and will not break them, but they're also very devious in terms of you know, it's the monkey paw kind of thing. Yeah, uh, in the hells, so that would be, like, not necessarily every devil, but Char's understanding of devils would be very similar to that. Okay. Char's sort of understanding of devils would be very similar to that sort of standard D&D version of a deal is practically unbreakable, you know, that sort of thing. Like, wicked, yes. Twisting, maybe, but like you're saying, their word is their bond. Okay. And would that, would Char know, or would that still apply for tieflings who have abdicated as such? I think that 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 is something Char would be uncertain about. Okay. That would be from Char's experience with the two tieflings that he's known now for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Right. They don't act exactly the way that he would have expected a devil to. Right, and he hasn't seen them outright. Uh, they, I don't know that he's seen them be deceptive, but he hasn't necessarily seen them mm-hmm. break a contract or anything either. I don't. Think. Yeah, I right, right, something. Right. Okay. Just thought I should know some of that background before I do any wheeling and dealing. So, Char, maybe I could try to work out some sort of deal from the two. If I could have a guarantee, first of all. Of my safety. My skin is very important to me. I would rather it not be <laughs> tanned and worn around the nine hells. No ears cut off, I'm assuming. Yes, my ears are mine. Uh, yes, safety in every sense of the word. Guaranteed from not only Saul, but any he follows. He cannot influence anyone. He cannot command his legions to descend upon nothing like that. Anything that the blood contract would prevent must be prevented. Second, I need a path out of here once this is all over. In an exchange, I will release the blood contract and I will help in 
some capacity. I can't promise much on that form, but I'm interested in what's going on here. I want to I want to keep on tugging on this thread of life. Hell wars. Okay, hell wars. <laughs> not laugh. Not not that. <laughs> <laughs> that that was that was part 1. Right. So, that and a few more of them horses, you know, the fire ones. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're pretty hungry, Char. You can go for some breakfast. So in return for releasing the bug contract, I only need safety and a way out when this is over in exchange for my help, which, you know, I'm offering willingly now, but who knows? But in exchange for my help, I also request help in understanding this whole elemental thing and who I am and where I come from, because apparently that's something to do with this somehow. Hmm. So that's a separate deal, one that we could consider later, because like I said, helping willingly. But yes, safety and a path out. That, I will annul the blood contract, and it has to be guaranteed. I need to be convinced that he they will honor their side of the deal. We could write up a blood contract to settle it. <laughs> mm, I don't think that that would make any sense, but I'll see what I can do. What were you going to do, Saul? Who were you going to talk to? Greedarin? Greedarin. You find him. He's looking for a mirror. He finds a broken one off to one side. He's like using it to try and look at his, himself, mainly his hair. Greedarin. I hope the morning finds you devilish. I have a question. And what can I do for the Prince of the Burning Circle? Do you have any connections to the Quaking or the Sinking Circle? Connections? Well, I, uh, perhaps I once did, but you may have noticed things are a little different now. Here in the Nine Hells, previous alliances have been sort of broken during this planar crisis. I don't really know what we should call it. Uh, annihilation of all things, uh, the end, um... The end of the Nine Hells. Yes, um, I, I know some people, I have some friends there, people who, uh, I can trust? Why? What What interest have you in the Quaking Circle? It's my belief that the Quaking Circle perhaps has the last standing army of the Nine Hells. Well, if by standing you mean having not knelt or burned, then I guess you're correct. As far as I can tell. Yes. It's possible that there could be uh, some some small sort of bands flittering around this Thundering Circle, you know. Perhaps. But they're not always they're not always to be trusted. They're a bit I don't know. Uh wild and who's to know what they're up to or if they're even still alive at this point. So yes, perhaps they have the only the last standing army. Um what do you want with an army? Wait, are you thinking we can march <laughs> hold on. Are you thinking that we can march on the Forsaken Circle? Calm yourself. I think one with a silver tongue as you perhaps could help us convince the quaking to help. Not to necessarily march, but maybe provide a grand distraction. That is a big ask. I am not sure that even I could convince them of such a thing. I think you might stand a chance. Desperate times, my friend. These are desperate times. All right. 
How are we going to get there? They have shut their doors, you know. We've been able to open gates so far. Perhaps we have a way there through my friend Mari. And perhaps this flying castle can do what it does. Do what it do, baby. Also, it might be worth speaking to the Howler about these roving bands. My guess, they're only wild because they haven't had a king. Roving bands? This Howler is interesting, isn't he? Ah, peasantry. (laughs) Of course, of course, without a doubt, but powerful. Perhaps, and perhaps a means to an end. Uh, Vance, are you <laughs> gathering everyone? Like, what's your what's your plan here for the whole Chargensis um, tribunal thing? Are you are you all just gonna hop hop the four of you together and chat this out? Get ready for the Charquisition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we didn't necessarily all have to be together at the same time. It was either that or me talk to the the two of them separately. I mean, that's up to it's it's it, up to you. I mean, it would be quicker to just go ahead and get everyone together. Come together. Yeah. And that probably makes more sense. All right. Go for it. So, Charlotte, we might as well just go ahead and get this over with. Let's go find those two and see what we can do about this. Okay. Had my coffee. I'm ready to go. <laughs> you find Sunshine, Saul. <laughs> rainbows. <laughs> you find Saul uh, speaking with Greed Darin. Hey, Greedo. Hello, Elemental. Um, shot first. It's Gree Darin. Thank you. Gree Darin. Hey. <laughs> How you doing? Just just fine. If, if you'll excuse me, and he excuses himself. Bye. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Saul. How'd your conversation go, Vance? We have some conditions. I have more or less given you free reign since you've uh, we've arrived in the hills. I know things have been frictional between us, and you've you've done well. You've not attacked me or anything. So I just want to guarantee all I want to release. You got me here, uh, which I appreciate. You know, it's business, kind of. Uh, Saul like scratches at the place on his chest where. Char stabbed him. So I see a bunch of weirdos standing in the corner talking about something, and I'm just over here, you know, asking about the tower flying. And uh, so I'm going to go over there and talk to him. She walks up as you guys are chatting. Thanks for including me, you jerks. <laughs> oh, please continue. Ah, right, welcome. What's going on? Hey, Misk. We're just talking about the contract we got with your brother. I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> he says he has conditions. What about it? I have two conditions, and I will release the contract. So, I will release the contract if you can guarantee, one, my safety, not just from yourself, but from any indirect harm that you could accidentally cause me, or that your followers or your compatriots or whoever, acquaintances, that... That weird kid that sat at the back of the bus whenever you're in school that you see every so often at the grocery store. I need protection and just a guarantee of safety. Second, I need a way out of here whenever this is all said and done. I'm interested in helping you guys. I've tried to be helpful and I hope to continue to be. So 
I will release the contract if I can have those. And I need a guarantee. I need a reason to believe that whenever I tear up this contract, you won't just stab me and cut off my ears. You're wanting a royal oath from a devil. That's what you're asking for. Is that binding? I'm not familiar <laughs> with the courts of the the hells. Okay, guys, 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 okay. How about this? And I'm going to cast Zone of Truth around myself. Okay. And whoever's around me, because I'm going to... Well, that's one way to make sure you're being honest, isn't it? Hey, I know that one, too. So, <laughs> here's the thing, Char. Double Zone of Truth. Here's the thing, Char. We need every person in battle with us against the Forsaken. Why would we just kill you? Second of all, if you die, Saul's dead. I don't want that. Well, that's that's if we if we release the blood contract. That's no longer the the case. Is what I'm saying. So then you can kill me and you can keep Saul, and I don't I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have my word, and I'll prove it right here. Okay, so you cast Zone of Truth on myself, I guess around. Right. Yeah, it's a 15 foot radius around you. So anyone within 15 feet, which should be the four, all all four of you together. Anyone who wants to do so can choose to fail the save. Is it apparent to people if they fail? I fail. I don't think it is. I, I, I don't think there's... I mean, you can... Oh, no, wait. Yes, you do. You do know. She does. Yeah, you know whether each creature succeeds or fails on its saving throw. So she would know if you... Char fails. Okay. Uh, what about Saul? Saul rolls. What's he got? He's got a 13. Do I add any modifiers to that? Wisdom saving throw? Uh, your wisdom is a plus zero, I believe. So a 13. It is a plus zero. Two 13s back to back. 13 is a failure. That's a failure, you said? I feel like this is going to backfire. It's a failure. So Saul, Saul can't lie. Yeah, you are you are beholden to it. And you, Misk, you giving? I'm not going to lie. Okay, so here, let me read. Let me just tell you what, it's, what the spell does specifically. So I know we all like to play it fun and just start spilling our beans, but that's not really the way it works. Uh, until it ends, a creature that enters the area for the first time or starts its turn there must make a... You know what? I said wrong, Saul. It's not wisdom. What is it? It's charisma. Oh, I makes it a 16. Yeah. A 16 is actually enough. Mm-hmm. I didn't cast succeed. it with my loot. Mm-hmm. Even if you did, it would have met, and that's still enough. Yeah. So Saul is not affected by the spell, and you are aware. Am I aware? That's fun. Char is not aware, Char is not but aware. Uh, Misk is aware. So let's see what happens. Uh, on a failed save, a creature can't speak a deliberate... I, I drop my bag and beans okay. just come out everywhere. <laughs> on a failed save, a creature can't speak a deliberate lie while in the radius. You know uh, whether each creature succeeds or fails. An affected creature is aware of the spell and can thus avoid answering questions to which it would normally respond with a lie. Such a creature can be evasive in its answers as long as it remains within the boundaries of the truth. So... The three of you are affected by the truth. Saul is not. What happens? You in the zone. So, Char sits, sits down and says, hmm, it's unfortunate I didn't prepare that spell during the last long rest. <laughs> uh, I, how do I know that Misk is telling the truth? I mean, she's the guarantor. We need a third, we need a broker here. Oh my God. So, I could cast Divination. And ask, but that seems like a bad idea. Are you saying all this out loud to Miss? Yes. I'm saying it out loud to everyone to hear. Char, it, 
It looks like you're just going to have to trust us. Why would I trust you whenever I know you don't trust me? Chargensis Kentle. Misk is the queen of the Burning Circle. My queen. You're married? <laughs> About that. I don't really want to be queen anymore. Point being, that's <laughs> I'm still bound. Zone oh, of the truth, truth comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Point being, I'm honor bound to do as my queen says. If she guarantees your safety. What honor hath the devil? The honor of law. We are not the demon scum. We are not chaotic. Are there demons in your world? Yeah. That are like that? Uh-huh. Okay. Sure. And Char would know this? Yeah. Just, you know, loose knowledge. Okay, okay. Still gonna sleep with, uh, one eye open. open. So, Misk. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me just do some testing on this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Whatever you want, Char. So, you're under the zone of truth, right? Mm-hmm. You're under the zone of truth. Am I under the zone of truth? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Is Vance is under the zone of truth? Uh, okay. I didn't hear about... <laughs> well, he does know the spell. Like, our, he does know the spell. I don't remember Vance. I don't remember his role. And he's, he, he, he chose to fail. Oh, okay. <laughs> I couldn't remember it. Oh, this is the, this is the barest minimum I can do because I trust you a little more than I trust Saul Misk. <laughs> and I need to know. <laughs> Who does trust Saul? Can I believe what he says? No. Well, he's not asking you if okay. he's the truth. He's oh, asking okay. if you can believe what he says. Oh. <laughs> Just to be clear. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were still asking if he was he, under he, he asked if he can believe what he says. I believe that Saul is a different person, and I think that he will abide by what I agree to do, and that is to keep you safe and get you out of the Nine Hills when all this is over. I have no love for you, Char, but I will do as she says. Misk, is that true? Does he not love me? (laughs) 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 Uh, Okay. Char says, okay. So, Misk, you, let me ask you this. If there is treachery from him, will you do everything in your power to prevent it? Towards me, treachery towards me. Let me clarify. I know how these things work. I've zoned my own truths a few times. (laughs) Yes, I will not let him kill you. Or harm me. (laughs) Or harm you. Because I like my ears and my skin. (laughs) He likes your ears. I moisturize. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. Well, in order to nullify the blood contract, I have to stab a tiefling through the heart. So which one of you is... (laughs) Really? That's the only way to nullify it. Uh... Actually, I think I have to transfer it to somebody else. Isn't that what we did with Miles before he got shivved? Yeah, but that's... You did, but that was just a workaround. You can you can abolish the contract. You can take it out. Because you're the... You can tear it up. It's your contract. Okay. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull out the contract, and then okay. I do produce flame, and I burn it up. Does that do mm-hmm. it? Saul yeah. pulls out the yeah, you can do that. dagger of Venrea and smiles wickedly and imagines cutting off Char's head. Does it hurt? It does not. <laughs> it does not hurt? It does not hurt. No. 
when he pulls out his dagger, Char takes a step back and looks very tense. Saul puts it back in his belt. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Thank you, Charkinsis. Keep your distance. Will do. Just remember, I get out of here when this is over. We'll get you out of here. Alive. Thank you, Vance. We'll get you out of here alive. That's, that's what Saul is about to say. Love you. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> um, what's Vance say? Hmm. Well, that went a lot smoother than I expected. Maybe now we can make some progress towards war. To war, <laughs> Char says. He starts beating on his belly like a war drum. Vance has uh, Howler's wife. Has she said anything about aiding us in the war toward the Forsaken? Or are they hmm. even going to help us at all? I know the Howler is with you and all, but... Yeah, uh, well, she um, she is very powerful, and I assume that she would be aiding us since we do have the Howler. Should we go see her? Where is she? She's resting. We injured her very badly. <laughs> she injured some of ours, too. We remember. Well, yes, and we also needed rest. Also, it was a very eventful night for her. Why? Her husband. Her husband, who she presumed to be dead for all these years, suddenly appears. Appears in the body of a mortal. Vance. Vance. Time's come. Are you ready? Uh, Miss, roll me a uh, perception check. I got a 17. It's a 6. Uh, Whatever I got Saul, close to. you, okay, Saul, I'll, it's fine. You can, you can have a perception check. You you notice something at first as Vance is talking, it doesn't really register. You kind of looking at him uh, as he's speaking, and you, you see him sort of zone out a little bit, like he does often, and you assume he's having an internal monologue with the devil that lives in his head. But you notice that the scar on his face looks a little different, like it's healing. No, not like it's healing. Uh, it just looks. It looks more skin-colored than it did. Like it's lighter. Sir Vance, we need to speak to the Howler, but how How do you feel? How do I feel? Your scar is different. I feel very good. Saul's going to keep a hand on his rapier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what you're getting at. Your scar looks different. It looks different? Wait, where's that broken mirror at? <laughs> Can I speak to the Howler? <laughs> uh, I want to say to the Howler, So, you, are you ready to reveal yourself? Yes, it is time. Gather them. We're going to need all of them. Everyone? Everyone. We're all dead. All right, you can speak to the Howler, but we need everyone to get together. We need a, to be gathered. Saul whistles and, like, beckons everyone. The Howler would like to speak. As he says, is saying that and trying to get everyone together, I kind of go over just towards the door. You go over toward the door. Uh, everyone is gathering. People are kind of looking at you all expectantly. 
the door, uh, the handle begins to turn. As it does, the door swings open, and uh, stepping through comes Zori Lindai. Uh, her head still wrapped, her eyes covered. She steps through, and then she steps aside. And from behind her steps into the room another figure, tall, seven feet at least. A devil steps into the room. His smoky, charcoal skin is stretched tight over defined muscle. His wings are pulled tightly back behind his back. And atop his head are two large, lightning yellow horns pointing upward and then swirling backward. They're a stark contrast to his dark gray skin. They almost seem to glow. He's naked from the waist up. There hangs from his waist on his belt a familiar black handle, which anyone would recognize as the Hellburner blade. <laughs> oh my God. Saul draws his rapier. You were banished. Vance, what have you done? Calm down. What's the meaning of this? Have a seat, princeling, or at the very least, hold your tongue. I am Tor Medvas. I am Howler. I have returned at your time of need. And unfortunately, that is where we're going to have to stop this week's episode. Here we go. It's it's happening. It's all happening. Uh, hey, this has been Make Believe Heroes, an actual play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I'm your Dungeon Master, Paul. Hopefully this is not the first episode that you've listened to. <laughs> go back a few. Uh, Next time, is. tune in to see how Saul and Misk die. I mean, maybe. How Char is murdered by Saul. Definitely. Um, Hey, who knows what's about to happen? (laughs) No. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Make Believe Heroes. Uh, We are in in the heat of it now. I believe that we are about to begin our march toward a finale. It's close. Can you sense it? Coming in the air tonight. We love you. We love you. Oh, Lord. Uh, I'm going to do a thing. I'm going to read a quick five-star review. Yeah. If you'd like to have your five-star review read on the show, go to iTunes and leave us one, and we'll read it. This one comes from Real Iron X. It's entitled, Wow. Wow. And it says this, Amazing characters. Good story. Can't stop listening. This is my favorite podcast ever. I find myself waiting for a quiet time to listen to it because it's so fun, and I don't want to miss anything. Keep up the good work. Hey, you're the one that is amazing. Real Iron X, thank you for the five-star review. And uh, we wow. are, we are uh, humbled and wow. thankful. I can't believe uh, that we are your favorite podcast. Um, it's kind of surreal, to be honest. You are awesome. Wow. Thanks for the five-star review. We're going to go ahead and hop off this one. But don't worry, we'll be back in one week. And we'll find out what happens next. Now that the Howler, Tormetvas, has... Truly returned. Why don't we go around real quick and introduce ourselves as we go out? Hey guys, it's Jeremy. I play Sutsaurus. I'm Jeffrey and I play Servants Off the Wall. I'm Alan and I play Char. 
for at least one more episode. <laughs> I'm Felicia, and I play Misk. Ho <laughs> Goodbye. Farewell. Maybe forever. How how is Servant's positioned? Off the wall. Oh, <laughs> got him. <laughs> yes, got <it>. perfecto. <laughs> Roll credits. That's it. Mm. We're done. That was it. We we, we would. We peaked. <laughs> the whole the whole show has led up to this joke. <laughs> we'll never. We'll never. Exactly. We know that we'll never be any better than this. So we might as well end while we can. No, go ahead. All right. Once you off the wall.